Classic Stories Uncensored Podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. I believe that many parents are missing out on the chance to deepen relationships with their children. We're missing out on the chance to find out about how our kids think and what they value, and the chance to share our values and make heart-to-heart connections. This podcast is about building relationships through communication. To do this, we'll explore some old fairy tales, folk tales, and fables. And then, I'll offer some questions to encourage conversation as you talk about the stories. Use them as a springboard to examine differences with current versions and discuss thoughts and feelings that arise. Oh, and just to give you a heads up, many of these stories are not politically correct. Stereotypes run rampant, gender roles and social expectations are very old-fashioned. And although we often assume that fairy tales are for little children, these stories and themes are actually more appropriate for older kids. So now, pull a loved one close and listen up. Here we go. Welcome to episode one. We will be exploring stories from the Brothers Grimm to begin with. I have a book, copyright date of 1920, but many of the stories that I'll be reading were first published in Germany in 1812. Okay, traditionally, the Frog Prince, sometimes called Iron Henry, is the first story in their folktale collection. As I read the story, begin thinking about the theme of keeping promises. The Frog Prince. In the olden time when wishing was having, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful, but the youngest was so exceedingly beautiful that the son himself, although he saw her very often, was surprised whenever she came out into the sunshine. Near the castle of this king lay a large and gloomy forest, and in the midst stood an old lime tree, beneath whose branches flowed a tranquil brook. Whenever it was very hot, the king's youngest daughter ran off into the wood and sat down on the bank of the cool stream, and when she felt dull, would often divert herself by throwing a golden ball up in the air and catching it, and this was her favorite amusement. Now one day, it so happened, that the golden ball when the king's daughter threw it into the air did not fall down into her hand, but on the grass, and then it rolled past her into a little fountain. The king's daughter followed the ball with her eyes, but it disappeared beneath the water, which was so deep that no one could see to the bottom. Then she began to lament and to cry louder and louder. And as she cried, a voice called out, Why weepest thou, O king's daughter? Thy tears would melt even a stone to pity. And she looked around to the spot whence the voice came and saw a frog stretching his thick, ugly head out of the water. Ah, you old water paddler, said she. Was it you that spoke? I'm weeping for my golden ball, which has slipped away from me and into the water. Be quiet and do not cry, answered the frog. I can give thee good advice, but what wilt thou give me if I fetch thy plaything up again? What will you have, dear frog, said she. My dresses, my pearls or jewels, or the golden crown which I wear? The frog answered, dresses or jewels or golden crowns are not for me, but if thou wilt love me and let me be thy companion and playfellow and sit at thy table and eat from thy little golden plate and drink out of thy cup and sleep in thy little bed, 
If thou wilt promise me all these, then I will dive down and fetch up thy golden ball. Oh, I will promise you all, said she, if you will only get me my ball. But she thought to herself, what is this silly frog chattering about? Let him remain in the water with his equals. He cannot mix in society. But the frog, as soon as he had received her promise, drew his head under the water and dived down. Presently, he swam up again with the ball in his mouth and threw it on the grass. The king's daughter was full of joy when she saw again her beautiful plaything, and taking it up, she ran off immediately. Stop, stop, cried the frog. Take me with thee. I cannot run as thou canst. But all his croaking was useless. Although it was loud enough, the king's daughter did not hear it, but hastening home, soon forgot the poor frog, who was obliged to leap back into the fountain. The next day, when the king's daughter was sitting at table with her father and all his courtiers, and was eating from her own little golden plate, something was heard coming up the marble stairs. Splish splash, splish splash. And when it arrived at the top, it knocked at the door, and a voice said, Open the door, thou youngest daughter of the king. So she rose and went to see who it was that called her. But when she had opened the door, she perceived that the frog was before her. Then she shut the door with great vehemence and sat down at the table looking very pale. But the king perceived that her heart was beating violently and asked her whether it was a giant who had come to fetch her away who stood at the door. Oh, no, answered she. It is no giant, but an ugly frog. What does the frog want with you? said the king. Oh, dear father, I was sitting yesterday playing by the brook. My golden ball fell into the water and this frog fetched it up again because I cried so much. But first, I must tell you, he pressed me so much that I promised him that he should be my companion. I never thought that he could come out of the water, but somehow he has jumped out and now he wants to come in here. At that moment, there was another knock and a voice said, King's daughter, youngest, open the door. Hast thou forgotten thy promises made by the banks of the streamlet beneath the beech shade? King's daughter, youngest, open the door. Then the king said, what you have promised that you must perform, go and let him in. So the king's daughter went and opened the door and the frog hopped in after and right up to her chair. And as soon as she was seated, the frog said, take me up. But she hesitated so long that at last the king ordered her to obey. And as soon as the frog sat on the chair, he jumped onto the table and said, now push thy plate near me that we may eat together. And she did so, but as everyone saw, very unwillingly. The frog seemed to relish his dinner very much, but every bit that the king's daughter ate nearly choked her. Till at last the frog said, I have satisfied my hunger and feel very tired. Wilt thou carry me upstairs now into thy chamber and make thy bed ready that we may sleep together? At this speech, the king's daughter began to cry, for she was afraid of the cold frog and dared not touch him. And besides, he actually wanted to sleep in her own beautiful, clean bed. But her tears only made the king very angry. And he said, he who helped you in your time of trouble must now not be despised. So she took the frog up with her two fingers and put him in a corner of her chamber. But as she lay in her bed, he crept up to it and said, I am so very tired that I shall sleep well. Do take me up or I will tell thy father. This speech put the king's daughter in a terrible passion 
and catching the frog up, she threw him with all her strength against the wall, saying, now you will be quiet, you ugly frog. But as he fell, he was changed from a frog into a handsome prince with beautiful eyes, who after a little while, when the king's daughter had recovered from her surprise, told her that a wicked fairy had bewitched him and condemned him to live as a frog. And he had lived in the fountain in the gloomy forest until the king's daughter had released him from the spell. And when the king saw him and heard his tale, it was his wish that the prince should become the companion and husband of his daughter. And the next morning at the rising of the sun, there came to the gate of the king's castle a great coach drawn by eight milk white horses with white ostrich plumes on their heads and harness of gold. And behind stood faithful Henry, the body servant of the prince, who had grieved so mightily when his master was changed into a frog that he had caused three iron bands to be fastened round his heart, fearing lest it break from grief and pain. Now, Henry had brought the coach with the eight milk-white horses to carry the young pair back to the prince's own kingdom. He helped them both into the coach and mounted again behind, overjoyed at the deliverance of his master. But they had only gone a little way when the prince heard a cracking behind him, as if something were breaking. He turned round and cried in alarm, Henry, the coach is giving way. No, sir, the coach is safe, I say. A band from my heart has fallen in twain. For long I suffered woe and pain, while you a frog within a well enchanted were by witch's spell. And once again, when the milk-white horses had carried them a little farther along the road, they heard the cracking sound and again the prince thought some part of the carriage was giving way and then a third time the sound of snapping startled them and the prince and the king's daughter looked behind them in alarm but it was only the three iron bands round faithful henry's heart which were breaking apart because of his great joy at his master's deliverance and happiness okay now one of the themes in the frog prince was about keeping your word the princess tried to back out of her promise, but the king insisted that she follow through and do what she said. What do you think about promises? Are they hard or easy for you to keep? Have you or someone you know broken a promise? Of course, there are other themes in the story as well. Selfishness, friendship, loyalty, and persistence. Thinking about persistence, or not giving up, in this story, the frog retrieves the ball for the princess, and then she runs away as the frog calls for her to slow down. It then takes him a full day to reach the castle. Share an example of when you were persistent in reaching a goal. And before we call it a wrap, I just want to say that I would absolutely love to hear from you. You have any thoughts about today's story or have suggestions for stories that you'd like to hear me read on the podcast? Go to MindfulKids101.com or the Mindful Kids 101 Facebook page. I would love to hear from you. And also be sure to rate, review, and subscribe or follow us to be notified of new episodes. So that about does it. Thank you so much for listening today. My goal is for this podcast to create an opportunity for you to deepen your connection with a favorite young person. Until next time, take care.